What is up, listeners? On today's episode, we are continuing the conversation from this past Sunday message concerning the end of Ephesians 5 into chapter 6 from our series, Masterpiece in Progress. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Beyond the Row, where we take a deeper look into Sunday morning sermons to spark what life Beyond the Row looks like for followers of Jesus. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey. How's everybody? Pretty good. Man. I'm good. It is so good to have BJ here today. What's up, BJ? Hey, thank you. What do you like to go by? BJ, Bill, Bill Jones. Let it be known. Everyone listens William. to Billy. So. I like Billy. BJ. William. It's, it's more family. Okay. Like when I was raised, my, my dad was Bill. And oh, okay. So they called me BJ. So I like. Are you like, a junior? No, I'm a third. You're a third. Yeah. We actually, I actually have a fourth. You guys saw him today. They all, we all have the same. That name. is Little cool. William. I did yeah. not know that. Wait, yeah. William was yours? William Earl Jones the fourth. The 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 one wearing a flannel. Yeah. Yep. The one with the flannel and the glasses. Man, that's so cool. I'm so glad that your son was able to be here. Yeah. It was it was really really cool. He got to hear me practice last night. He was. He was digging it. It was it was nice. It That's was nice. Cool. Yeah. Really cool. Well, we're very grateful that you joined us today for the podcast and also for bringing us this past Sunday sermon's message. So thank you so much for that. Before we dive into the message, though, Nate's got a couple announcements for everybody, and then we'll get rolling. Yeah, uh, real quick, just a reminder to everybody that on uh, April 2nd, which is Palm Sunday, so excited for Holy Week. Yeah. Um, but our, that is our meal packing Sunday, and we want to make sure that everybody is there. Um, I know some people are going to be gone for spring break. Totally makes sense. Um, Absolutely. But if you're not going to be gone, we want to make sure that you sign up for that. And so stop what you're doing. Push pause on this (laughs) and, um, and get out the app and sign up. We want you to sign up. If you have kids under the age of say eight, uh, you don't have to sign them up. They can do it with you. But if you have kids age eight or older, they can be on their own. Make sure you get them signed up as well. Um, this is really a cool, uh, a cool event that we want everybody to be much a part of. And so, uh, we're not going to turn anybody away, of course. And you can invite people to come to this. I mean, if their mm-hmm. first experience is coming to church and they're serving people, yeah, how cool is that? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so we want to make sure that happens. Also, I forgot. I want to make a plug for that night too. Is our worship service? We're doing a Palm Sunday. Uh, worship service that night. It's going to be fantastic. Nick's working hard on that. And uh, there's going to be communion. There's going to be a little Devo, uh, things like that. But it's just a great opportunity we want to make sure everybody's a part of. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, that which is actually sooner, is our rummage sale. It's going to benefit our next-gen ministry. So um, our kids and our teenagers, um, if you have stuff, and right now I'm even going through my house and looking at some of the things I got, uh, we want you to get that stuff and um, bring it in um, anytime between now and rummage, in our rummage sale, um, which will be on March 30th. So bring it in anytime before March 30th um, and then help us set up because it's all going to benefit our uh, next-gen uh, ministry. So really excited about that. And so those are some things that are coming up. It's coming up quick, and mm-hmm. so we just want to make sure everybody's ready for it. Yeah, exactly. I think that's all great. Yeah. Um, so let's dive into the message. Yes, let's do All right. Do. So uh, most of you guys don't know this about BJ, but he's like our number one podcast fan. He's listened to every single podcast that we've ever done. <laughs> and now he's, gonna be, he's on and it. And now he's on it. He was so excited. He, <laughs> he, he came to me and he was like, listen... If I have to do a Sunday sermon to get on the podcast, I'll do it. <laughs> I feel like I'm picking up on some sarcasm here. I feel like Bill's never listened to a single one of these. I've heard um, 
I've heard it that you guys do it, but I didn't necessarily know like how to get there. Oh, okay. Because we don't. You guys normally don't. I mean, I don't say you normally don't. But yeah, we don't share it on Sunday mornings. Right. And things like that. Yeah. Right. Like I think that that would be cool to like have it at the end. Like, hey, tune in because yeah. I forget. Yeah. We try to send it. You can watch. You can listen to it on the app, or if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google. Yeah, things Literally like that. Literally anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, we we have a Sunday morning slide in the pre-roll that just kind of highlights it quickly. But yeah, that's good insight. Maybe we'll do a quick reminder for everybody. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe once every every hey, so often. At least we, maybe we'll gain another uh, listener now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey. He has to go listen to his own. I like the. You know the process of digging in deeper. You know because you only get so much time. At a, on the on our surface or on the service so it, it would it's nice to sit back and hang out and talk about it you know dig yeah. deeper so well that's what this is for right yeah, yeah. get your shovels so let's We're do digging. that yeah so let's do that so when um when nate came to you and said hey we're doing this series in ephesians and uh you know i want some other people to speak and he came to you to, to speak were you secretly hoping for a certain chapter or did it just kind of <laughs> whatever he gives me <laughs> No, <laughs> I was definitely not last week. <laughs> I don't think he would have. I don't think he would no, no, anybody no, no, else no. to preach that. I wouldn't him. do that just because of people knowing my face a lot more. But uh, I think you could have done it with no problem. Yeah, I think that that particular sermon needed to have good relationship in it with somebody that's been here a long time. Yeah, I think sure. that was really really good that you did that. Um, I questioned, not really questioned, but. Um, on the marriage side, yeah. but you know, Jesus is, um, we're all married to Jesus. So you yeah. can speak from that relationship. Yeah. And you have a testimony to go with that as well, I which do. is good. So, yeah. Um, and I did think about that as I was thinking about, you're going to talk about husbands and wives and with your background. And I hope the church will get to hear that someday. Sure. Um, and actually even Nick's and, well, we kind of know a little bit of Nick's story, and he shares on Sunday mornings, uh, but Sydney's story is part of that, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and Abe, I, I think, uh, being able to share his testimony as well. But um, you do have a cool st- testimony when it comes to marriage. Yeah. And, um, but I still thought, you know what, I think you'll do a great job with it. And then when you sent me this message, when was that? Uh, Friday night. Friday night, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I read through it, and I was like, this is good. <laughs> I even told Liz, I'm like, this is going to be really good. Mm-hmm. So, and I think it was. Uh, actually, one of our elders even came up and said that was, um, uh, when it came to this, he was <clears throat> thoroughly challenged and enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And he's been married for many years. So, yeah. like, yep. bravo, man. Yeah. It was good. I think marriage is one of those things in Christianity that um, people just kind of think, if you're married, then okay, that's step one, then you're kind of good. And then everything else is just more about serving. But, like, how many things can we get wrong just in the marriage alone where, you know, God is not the center, God is not the focus? How many people have been Christians their entire life and, like, they just got married to get married? I mean, when I think about how Sid and I got started, you know, I didn't get married because God, I wanted God to be the center of that marriage. I got married because I got my girlfriend pregnant, sort of a deal, you know, and... Thankfully, the Lord has blessed that, and Sid and I are still together and got a home and another child. And, you know, um, through that sanctification process, you know, let something good come out of that maybe rushed decision. Yeah. Um, Am I hearing what the devil meant for bad, God meant for good? (laughs) (laughs) Judah? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe so. Yeah. Um, 
but it's just like I don't know. I'm really encouraged, and um, I know that I know that we're not supposed to judge people by physical appearance, but I think for a Christian body to see a guy like you up there is awesome. Oh, I love Thank it. You. It's the retribution story, and I'm so yeah. glad you didn't cover up your neck tats. I'm so glad you showed up in jeans and tennis shoes, and you were just you. Yeah. It was awesome, and that's exactly what I was hoping for. Yeah, when I walked, when I first walked into this church, like the. I just knew that's where I was supposed to be at, you know, and like the transparency is what my relationship with God's built on where I come from, like with what you just uh, shared here, because my my marriage story is different. I got married when I was 20 and I was not in the faith Um, and we both ended up going to prison. She went for four years and then I went after that for four years. And right now we're in that process of separating. So it was very, very hard for me to walk through be in marriage and then be separated for so long and then now i have a new heart a new spirit and a whole new outlook on life and now i'm looking back on all my actions and trying to interpret what i'm supposed to do now from a past decision a long time ago and that got very very um, confusing for me luckily i have people in my life that and in the church that can walk out that love story and and show me what forgiveness is Mm -hmm. and because i know a lot of people struggle with that in the church and that's where that the passion came from is i want women to know that they need to be with someone that can unconditionally love them Mm -hmm. and that's the that's one of the most important things i feel like we can we can teach our um young women and males the leadership i felt like in this lesson was it's so watered down what men are called to do in the christian faith and i see them as warriors not you know passive so, I, and I really, I'll, I'll say this, I really liked your, um, which is what it encouraged me to is, um, and we mentioned it not too long ago, but like, this is why it's so important to be married to other Christians. Mm. But let me just throw this out there. This is why I'm saying this statement. Um, but many people get married and then one person finds Jesus mm that's when the tension starts to rise up. And then, like, so what do you do in those moments? And I think that's what was so beautiful is when you would sh- you shared that scripture. Um, uh, was it First Peter? Peter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven, mm-hmm. yeah, let me read that real quick. It's, it's one through two. Is it? One. Oh, let me scroll down. Speak to them. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. Then, even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. They will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, man, that is, that if there is anything in our culture right now that is a problem, it's this. Uh, and more times than not, you find that the wife will come to Christ eventually by some reason, um, and the husbands don't. Yeah. And then you hear the stories. I mean, I have a, we have a number of them in our church right now. Mm-hmm. And and they're, they're just like, I want my husband to experience what I'm experiencing. And at the same time, it also hurts them because they're not growing. Like, oh, of course not. They're like they're not alive. They're not in Christ. Right. And so, but these women are. Now, that's not always true. I don't want to say that it's not always that way. Sometimes it's the man, but it's very rare. Um, but I thought that was really good because they 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 need to hear. To, they need to be encouraged to keep fighting the good fight of faith, to not give up on their spouse even mm-hmm. until you know, God God willing. Even if it takes them all the way to almost the grave, but they find Jesus in that moment because of their life, then fantastic. You've, 
you've worked your tail off through the Holy Spirit to live your life in such a way that your husband, at least right before he dies, says, you know what, what a fool I've been. And great, awesome. You know, you're going to spend eternity um, with the Lord. And I hope it doesn't take that long, right? But I think that was a really good piece that you shared. In fact, I don't know if I even would have shared that. And so that's why I just think there's more times than not that I love when people get up there because they're like, you're bringing perspective that I probably wouldn't have brought and and which encouraged my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, Liz and I were like, man, this is really good. This is something that we need to do better at. A couple amens in there from Liz. Oh, man, she was like, I started sitting here thinking, is she amening because I'm not doing it? <laughs> I, looked, I, looked over to, I looked over to Nate when you said one thing, and I was like, dang, bro, I like did the emotion of get dunked on. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, and then what did uh, what did Jason say? Uh, he's our executive pastor, Jason. Jason he wrote in our he wrote in our um, he wrote in our uh, avenue. We My have guess. we have a staff text, yes. and I haven't seen it. Oh, and here, listen, oh, yeah. everybody on you guys need to hear this. It was so cool because he was talking <laughs> about it was during your nine a.m. message. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And so again, I wasn't in there for your second one, um, but he goes, he uh, he said, oh, he goes, our boy. Bill spit spit and fire this morning, <laughs> or whatever the young people say these days. <laughs> uh, and I wrote, oh, "Shoot, yeah, he is." That's and awesome. so, mm-hmm. um, but like, I, I think I think if you're a husband or a wife, there's no way you could walk out of there today thinking, "Oh yeah, see, I knew it was a message for it was for men." No, 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 no. Uh, you you would have walked out of there today like, man, as a as a as a husband, I mm-hmm. need to improve. Yeah. I need to step it up. Yeah. And if you're, if you're a wife, I think you would have walked out of there like, you know what? I need to see submission differently. That's the goal. Yeah. You know, I can I can, I can can speak somewhat into this. Uh, with Z, I'm not married yet, but we have... Betrothed. Betrothed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're on the way, but we've had difficult conversations in the last year um, because her personality innately does not line up with what Ephesians teaches. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, and mine doesn't naturally either. But I've really been working towards that. But I've also been working towards giving her something to submit to and something worth doing. Right, like living that like you out. Have to with. Do your part. Yeah, like right. because there was a long time that I was just like, well, this is what I am. This is what I'm supposed to be, and I had to really work through that. So, like, I would say we're getting we're we're constantly improving about what that looks like and and how we can love each other better and actually respect each other and because her view on on fatherhood is not good she didn't grow up with it great at all so it's on me of of like this is what i've seen and this is what i don't want it to be and i've tried to tell her like hey this is what we've embraced like this is what i'm working towards so that you can embrace this so that we can do these things that i think that's encouraging um like I would like to ask, could you share a little bit more about that again? Like I love your word usage mm-hmm. when it came to submission. Like you, you gave a beautiful picture of how Christ submits to the Father, mm-hmm. even though He is fully God Himself. Right. But uh, the well, the the like, the transfer well is what He was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Message. And then I thought I thought that was beautiful. Like there were some words you used in there about, um, and I don't remember you were using not this but this. Um, do you remember what I'm talking about? Do you guys remember? It was this idea of he was saying, uh, it's like not a th- not authority, but something else. Like you mm-hmm. said it so well. It's not submission. It's the reason why we submit. 
Um, yeah, I know. What but you're you were about. basically trying to challenge the idea of you're not doing it because of this; you're doing it because of this, and you were comparing the two between Christ and the Father and them. And you used some really good words in there. It was right when you were talking about First Peter chapter three, and then you were talking about um, one they just read verses one and two and then in in verse three don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles expensive jewelry and beautiful clothes and you were comparing like what the world obsesses with right now is not what you know we were made to obsess about you know or and then you said something about how women often see a message like this um that is oh okay the men are in charge i'm supposed to submit to an unruly husband sort of a thing and that they're not equal oh but they are equal so it's don't get don't get worthiness mixed up with function. Yes. Yeah. Because that's what I see a lot, you know, when you look at it, it's because God designed a man and a woman um, differently, but they're equal. Like God doesn't show partiality, but the functions are different. And I see a lot of good willed women getting that mixed up to where they have to like elevate themselves to do what um, a man would do. And I'm not saying that like a woman can't go and make a career or be in ministry. I'm not saying that at all. But when you mix up function with worth, that's when um, submission goes haywire. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. That was said so beautifully. Like I was just like, I just learned something today. And it was something that really moved in my heart. I mean, the idea of like feminism is just moving rampant in our world and our culture. And and I think what it's doing is it's destroying the male DNA of to be a strong and loving husband and father because you don't feel like you can do that anymore. It's, it's polarizing. Yeah, and it, and it's difficult. And I understand why men maybe think the way they do. And I even understand why women um, maybe act sometimes in a way that they do um because it's all around them so it's just like like it was last week we talked about that's why we have to be christ-shaped rather than culture shaped yeah and but we're so easily shaped by culture and we sprinkle christianity on our culture shapedness instead of letting christ shape us because that was just dude that was wonderful thank you word usage um how did you decide what scriptures to pull out of? Because you weren't just in Ephesians. You were all over the place. And so, it was good. Yeah, like when I, I didn't have any courses on preaching or teaching at all. I'm, I would sit and do this just with me in a relationship with God. So all the stuff that I just, what I did in, when I was actually in prison. So when I sit down, I don't want to like gloat. Um, no, you're not gloating. Okay, so yeah. my life on on a private level is scripture and prayer and silence and solitude and going out um, and developing that relationship with God and making sure that like my heart is sensitive to Him. Mm-hmm. When I sat down and I wrote this message, it probably um, I took two weeks off from speaking at Celebrate Recovery because that's where I normally surf, um, and I wanted to just take a break because the the fast pacedness of ministry um, I all I have to characterize my life by. Solitude. So two weeks before I was supposed to speak, I sat down and I started writing it. And I was actually at work and I looked at it and I just saw points and then I just wrote them down the first time. And then he just, I don't know how to explain it. Um, Scriptures, when I read it and I know I'm supposed to speak, he'll just put them there. I don't know how else to explain that. He'll link them up. Pretty cool. Yeah, he'll link them up for me to where I write it down. And what was really, really cool that even threw me back on like the private side is when on the first Peter three verses three through four, 
about you know being submissive and using no words. And he, at the end, I used Mary and Joseph as the template yeah. for you know how the functions. And I just got that how that connected probably 24 hours before I spoke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, make sure you make this connection so they can see it like living out and they can have like a model. And I thought that was neat. Like when I write it, it speaks to me too. And just the stuff that it lines up, like I can't take credit for that. It sounds great and it's awesome, and I love it. And it's what I'm, I feel like that's what I'm called to do. But that wasn't—I don't want to say it wasn't me because if Jesus did it, everybody would be amazed. But yeah, God gives me the stuff to say, and yeah, it, so which is good. I mean, uh, there was a part like worship, worship on Sunday, dude. It, it had me as well, mm-hmm. and there was this moment where it just came so vividly in my head, my heart that i don't know if it was a song or something anyways but it was for easter sunday you know and i was like i just i just grabbed my phone and i just started texting i just started typing out all the things that were coming in my head right now i was like this is good right that's how i totally get it yeah yeah sometimes i told liz i've told that i wish we could find something i don't know if there's anything out there but that um a lot of times like some of my ideas and thoughts you know, because I'll be, I take showers in the morning, you know, but usually I'm praying before I take the shower and stuff. And a, a thought will come to me, well, I'm in, I'm in the shower, you know, and I wish I had something I could just write down Dry on the wall. Have, yeah. hey, have Hey Siri on. Hey Siri, take a note. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, right next to the, oh, I could do that right next to the. Uh, nice. There you go. Yeah, she's nice. As, as I'm <laughs> literally Siri on my but, iPad. Bill, I totally get that. Like, because yeah. that's, and I would, I would, I would um, affirm to everybody listening that that's that is true. What you do, you do that a lot. You're out there by yourself. Um, you do spend a lot of time with Jesus, and I think that's why so many people are attracted to you. Yeah. And and I, I I wish it's funny. We as a staff we talk about this too. But the idea of people like there's people that you're like I just wish I could be around a lot more. Why is that? Well, because those people spend a lot of time with Jesus, mm-hmm. and and that's why Christians, when done correctly, are super attractive people. Yeah. Uh, it has nothing to do with what you look like and what you're wearing. It has everything to do with just like, you're just kind of... How you operate. Yeah, and there's yeah. something different about these kinds of people because, man, I don't know why, but I want to spend time with them mm-hmm. or just be around them. And you're one of those people. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, I want to ask you, uh, B- BJ, that um, for someone like me, that really struggles with certain spiritual disciplines, and mm-hmm. specifically solitude. Okay? Yeah. I'm an extrovert. I love spending time with people. I also intentionally make myself very, very busy. How do you start that practice of escape and solitude? So for me, I learned it from, once again, being in prison. So when I first okay, went I'll in, go to prison. <laughs> no, no. Wants you to do that. <laughs> so what, ha- like, so what happened? Where I learned it from, where I most had the most intimate time with the Lord, is when I was in a ten by ten cell and I wasn't allowed out, but only like two or three hours out of the day, which was to shower and eat. And they gave us um, a Bible, and then you could go to um, the library and get some spiritual books. And that's where I really learned to read. It was very, very. It was suffering in the beginning, um, but the fruit, uh, the fruit of that after, was something that. Once you get it, it's you'll do it for life. Um, he becomes so loud in those moments. Um, it's almost, I can't, so it's basically the same equivalent. And I, this is the only way I think you guys will understand it, that guys that are married 
is the same equivalent to when you and your wife are in your bedroom and you have those intimate moments of connection. I'm not talking about, yeah. you know, anything physical, but for it's sure. the same for um, with Jesus. He just gets into those um, inward points that other people can't get to. And a lot of people push the Catholic faith away, which is fine. I'm not here to judge. But if you ever get into the scripture or their, their teachings on prayer um, about contemplation, recollection and centering prayer is really really fruitful it's about pushing your mind your mind's thoughts away and then having a word like jesus to refocus your intention back on the holy spirit within you and it creates like this inner space where jesus says you know go into your inner rooms and pray to your father in heaven and it doesn't feel great in the beginning because your mind runs and runs and runs and runs but when you bring into the practice it really puts you in um an out outward perspective looking in almost on life to where you can you don't have to react um, but you can take it in and make a sound judgment and then make choices from that and it, it brought peace in my life and it brought and to the point where I almost need to come back more luckily I have people in my life that say hey you know come on you know you gotta because I like being out in the woods by myself <laughs> yeah but I also love people so yeah that's where I kind of that's where I got it from is just from being basically pushed into it. Yeah. I That's good. I I want to talk more about I I kind of want to move it a little bit because you basically had three messages in one. Yeah. Right? You talk you were talking about submission. Um a husband and a wife we are to submit to one another to men are to sacrifice, you know, Christ is the head of the church. You know, you did a great job with connecting that men are to be like Christ in the mm-hmm. sense of the the metaphor and that women are to be like the church and um but they're still one you know like mm-hmm. that's what's the beauty here but then you also had to talk about children you know and how we are to treat children and how children are to be uh to live a certain way and then you also talked about um which is what scripture calls slavery but it's not the 17th 16th 17th 18th uh, century slavery it's slavery as in of um, uh, you owe somebody something, and you work until you pay it off, and then you're free again. Like that's yeah. it's it's like you have a job. It's exactly what it is, and you did a fantastic job with that. I wanted to, I want to put that one on pause. Okay. So, what did you guys think though about the idea of that we are and and there's never a time like when we stop. We are to still honor our parents, and you did a great job because there's a lot of bad parents out there mm-hmm. who have done a lot of pain and hurt and. Um, I thought you did great with that. So I was curious about everybody, and including Bill, how you, you know, in your preparation for this, uh, you know, um, children, you know, honor your father and mother, you'll live a long and happy life. And at the same time, um, uh, and, you know, then fathers, uh, th- there was a point in there too, I would I thought of like, um, you know, fathers don't, um, what's the word, what does he provoke. say? Yeah, don't provoke your children. <clears throat> but at the same time, I also sit here and think about, but how many, and it could be the same idea, how many fathers are just also neglecting? Mm-hmm. So, like, they're not provoking. They're like, oh, I don't get my kids ticked. But you don't spend any time with them. Right. Yeah. So, Which is just bitterness. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So I, I thought about that as well. Um, uh, but what were you guys thinking about during that time as fathers? And, mm-hmm. you know, what were, what is your thoughts when you came to this? You know, I got to talk about this now. You yeah. do. And you're you're like, one of your things I love is that your group, your your guys group, you go to a nursing home. Yeah. And you love on people there and you pray for them. Yeah. Like, those are things that are like, you're honoring parents in that moment. It yeah. was It's a privilege to go there and do it. The guys needed 
so there's there, we have young guys in that group that need to learn how to share their faith. Oh, and those, that's good. Those um, men and women there are so loving. Some aren't, which is good. They need yeah, to learn. They need sure. to learn that. Yeah. How to have rejection too, but they warmed up real quick and just to see, just for someone as starting out in the faith to see someone that craves what you have literally I believe helps disciple and bring out that which God puts in their heart and it's really really good at just serving people that can't basically tell you thank you just does something to your heart it, I don't know how to explain it but it's really really good that's where the inspiration came from on the older generation um, but I also know that there's like there's a flip to that you know we have to honor our uh, mothers and fathers no matter how old they are even if ours are gone there's still mother and fathers that we're supposed to call to be able to submit to and love but the flip side is the older generation knows that needs to know that we need them as well and it's that mutual um, submission to one another that we need could you imagine being 80 years old and walking with christ for you know 70 or 60 years all the knowledge that they have that could be going to waste because they're not yeah because they're in a room now and they can't get out yeah and- that's so good. I, I, I'll be honest with you. That's an area that I have to improve in. And that is a beautiful picture of saying it, thinking of it that way. Yeah. I've never thought of that commandment, you know, to obey your parents. I've never thought of that in a way that is re- not just your biological parents, hmm. but all parents. Yeah. I've never thought of it that way, ever. And that same commandment is saying, respect your elders in a weird way, you know, because odds are if they're old enough to be your parent, they're your elder. Mm-hmm. And I've never thought of that. I just thought, okay, do whatever your parents say. Mm-hmm. And I've taken a very legalistic approach to that. And um, I know there's many out there that's who's, you know, they might be in the process of changing their family tree because their parents don't attend church or they're... Parents are another religion, or they're Wiccan, or they're, you know, Buddhist, or, you know, they, they, they're really into horoscopes. I mean, fill in the blank. Right. But, like, if you're the one that's like, okay, well, now I'm a Christ follower, and this says to obey my parents, but my parents, they're not Christ followers. You know, it's, it's a weird dynamic, for sure. Mm-hmm. I have nowhere to go with that. I just, yeah. I just wanted to share it. Where I think, like, for as Avenue as a whole coming into it, the community and serving one another is so evident in the church that when you come in, like if I was an older person coming to Avenue church, I would expect someone to come see me mm-hmm. because of just the atmosphere that we have that they, you, everyone, all the leaderships provide here. I remember when I, um, Jeff, the elder over CR, mm-hmm. he came in when we were talking about, we had like a leadership meeting within CR and one of the things he did was so beautiful. He said, he came in and he said, I'm your elder, but I'm not here um, to exert authority over you. I'm here to serve you. If you need anything, I am here for you. And it's like that man in that instance brought submission. And in his headship of over us, it literally made me want to submit to him. It wasn't something that I needed to be commanded to do. Um, that part, I was like, oh. You know what I mean? I was like, man, like if people, if the outside world, I'm not like, I'm biased because it's Avenue, but it's truth. If somebody could come into Avenue Church and just see that played out and how a male is supposed to be in, in the body of Christ, it would change people completely. Oh, for sure. It would yeah. change people. And just the relationship aspect, that's where it comes from, I believe, is being in an atmosphere that is that pushes relationship and serving and mm-hmm. seeing it from the people that lead me. Yeah. So. I mean, what do we... Um, 
I would say too, if there's any um, single parents listening, like, would you guys? How do you encourage them? Because they don't have the role of, you know, let's say you're a single dad and. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you're, he's not be, he can't mother his child, mm. you know, but at the same time you're a single mom and you can't, you can't really have that like strong male authority in your kids' lives without putting other strong male Christians around him. Yeah. You know, what, how do we encourage them? How, what do we say to them? Find a church. Yeah. Because if you're a single parent it's without good. a church, you are a single parent. Yeah. But if you're a single parent that has a church body, yeah. you're not so alone. That's good, Nick. Yeah. That's Small really good. group, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's where it's at, meeting on a weekly basis, being able to get that. Because I think it says, somebody said, I don't know, a village takes a village to raise a kid. Yeah, isn't that a Chinese <laughs> proverb? You know, My dad's uh, not a fan of that. He's not. <laughs> no, I'm serious. He's, he's not. He, he thinks that's a joke. Oh, really? Yep. No, I, I, I definitely. He's, a, he's an interesting character. He's an interesting character. He'll never but, hear this, so. <laughs> I, but, Nick, I, I, I 100% agree with you on that. Like, that's. Mm. I think that's my struggle is when I find that like when you lack the ability to get your kids to church and I I find a lot of times I also see this in marriages let me just say this in marriages that if somebody happens to be gone like let's say a parent is traveling and they're gone for the weekend well that family doesn't come Hmm. because that because if we both can't go then well we're not going to take our family that is the wrong message I, I see that well we live in Ohio so a lot of a lot of people get sick, right? And especially during the winter months. Right. And if one of the parents are sick, well, the family doesn't go. No. What? No. Your kids need community just as much as you need community. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's just marriages. But you're absolutely right. If you're a single parent, that is probably the best advice we can give is that you need to be connected to a local body of Christ. Yeah, and I think what BJ said about a small group goes even deeper and even further than yeah. that. There's a um, there's a woman in our small group right now whose husband is overseas at in Afghanistan serving serving yeah, in the military, which is great. And he's not around, you know, yeah. but she still comes to our small group and oh, brings awesome. her kids. And that little boy, is being oh my taken gosh, care of. he he just because his dad is not physically able to be around. He calls him and sees him on voice time calls and things like that. But that little boy, he is so welcoming to other men. And like all of us, we get to kind of just be around him and love on him. And today alone, like he 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 sought me out and ran up to me and he just wanted to talk about his t-shirt, you know, because it's like kids recognize Kids recognize what their needs are yeah. very, very easy. They may not know how to tell you what their needs are, yeah. but they know that, hey, I'm lacking something. And, you know, I know I know that the father would love to be around, yeah. but I'm hoping that it gives the father comfort knowing that, hey, we're, we are supporting his wife and she's yeah. in with us and, like, we all get to be that kid's uncle. I mean, it's so cool. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. I would say, I mean, that, Abe is that for my kids right now. He, I mean, he's living with us until, um, <clears throat> until Z... Um, it can get here and they're going to be married here in October. So in the meantime, it just makes sense for him to live with us. But I tell you what, my kids love him mm-hmm. and it'll be probably a sad day when he moves out um, because of the connection that they've had with him. And it's another adult loving Jesus in our home. And mm-hmm. uh, I've seen you do that with some of the others in our, and I'll, you know, I'll say all their names, but you know, <laughs> but I've watched, I've watched BJ do the same thing with people in yeah. his life and, you have authority in their life because you're in it. Yep. Like, so if whenever a parent's missing, well, they got you. And um, I think that's the connection. 
So, um, so the last thing, though, I do want to move on to, I, I can't not, not talk about this, is the last part, is the slave part. But, you know, again, you got to get rid of that word, even though it's the correct word, but it's not what we bond think. Bondservant. Yeah, yeah, it's bondservant, which is really good. Mm-hmm. That means... It's for my KJV it's, people. It's, yeah, and it's pretty much, if you have a job, you're by definition a bondservant. Mm. You're working for someone. That's how you make money. You're indebted. You're yeah. indebted to somebody, it's right? It's like working, off, working it off. That's correct. And so, um, and I thought that was a beautiful way of helping to understand that even as as a bond servant and as a boss, right. that we are to submit. And but it's not again a negative word. Christ submitted to the Father. The Holy Spirit submits to the Father. Yep. Uh, I could go around. You know, the Father submits to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit submits to the uh, Jesus and the Father. Like that is the point of the Trinity, and they and they do it so perfectly Man. that we are to follow in those footsteps. I like it. And I thought it's you did stuff. a fantastic job. I, uh, you know, and that's something like I was sitting here thinking. I'm like. You know, I even need to do a better job as that with my staff. Um, even though I submit to the elders, um, I am to serve my staff. And sometimes I forget that. Like, not in the sense of I know I care I care deeply about all of my team. But, but I'm here to also to make sure that things are going well with them. Nate's, a, Nate's doing Nate things, and uh, I like he's it. getting upset. But no, here, here's something I would take too, Bill. When you said the the um, indwelling, or or the emptying, and then pouring in, like yeah. continual process of a waterfall, which is a waterfall, which is a waterfall, mm-hmm. and it's just the whole this whole isn't. There's something that does that. There's like stones or something where they just keep cascading re- stones. Yeah, they just keep refilling mm-hmm. after yeah. they keep waterfalling. Yeah, I like yeah. that picture. It's like that was the picture I got when you said that. It's like the submission produces the the relationship. Like the submission isn't in this whole like even though God has complete authority to do so, mm-hmm. the whole point of why he does what he does is so that it's all about relational um, movement towards that direction of I'm constantly giving because how how often do we take for granted everything that God gives, yeah. everything that He submits, He's, right, to us? We don't deserve any of it. Yeah. If anything, we deserve the exact definition of uh, authoritarianism from God, mm. like tyranny. We we deserve that as people, and yeah. God, in His sovereignty, is like, nope, that's just not how I'm going to operate. Yeah. So then we, in return, need to do that. I was wondering too, because BJ, you're uh, it's weird. I don't, I know you like that. But you I, can call me Bill. Do I, I feel I call more Bill all the time. I know I I'm a big Bill fan. First That's impression. Go ahead. I like, okay. That's fine. I can billion. I, I like billion. Or billion. 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 I like that. Billion. No, Bill's um, fine. You have a regular job in the sense of like you're not a full time pastor. Hmm. Uh, you're not a full time ministry, uh, but you are doing 100 percent ministry. Yeah. Uh, so how do you see that happening? Like in your normal everyday, your your normal job where you're making money, things like that. How do you see submission taking place there from you and from your boss and things like that? I do see it um, at my work. I just I just switched jobs. Um, I work at Mansfield Structural and on Park, and there it's a wonderful group of men. There it's a very very great environment, and all of the um, staff there are always open. And it's um, the Christian, uh, the owner is a Christian, 
um, which is really, really cool because um, I've had other jobs that weren't like that in an atmosphere. So I see it regularly at work. Um, I work with a man named Rick. He goes to our church, and he's great guy. Great guy. Love he, that he's bald. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he 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 models that at, at work. He always helps and serves there. So it's that environment's really really good. The the tricky part's doing it in a environment that's not so yeah um, Christian based. I would yeah. say. And there's and, a lot of that out there. Yeah, but that's the best place to be a light at. You know, God puts the brightest lights in the darkest places, and I know somebody needs to hear that one because. They're probably wondering right now, like, why am I in yeah. the situations that I'm in? Why is chaos constantly around me? Well, it's probably because you shine really, really bright. Yeah, you need to be there. <laughs> you need to be Dude, there. that's really good. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like, sorry, I'll get off on a tangent. Because I feel like some Christians need to be able to sit and hear and be in a conversation that has cuss words sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just stick in there for Without a little bit. Without condemning them and yeah. things like that, but being able to help them walk in that path and yeah be salt and light yep dude that's so good yeah Yeah. loving them where they're at right and sometimes that's hard to do i believe and that's why it's so important that that's why you need community yeah you need relationship with jesus you need relationship with people who can walk with you Mm because you know i'm here by myself but i know after work i have i've had people praying for me and equipping me helping me loving me through this process right yeah because it's very very hard um, I know, like, initially, bringing Celebrate Recovery into Avenue Church, you bring a whole new different demographic of yeah, people. for sure. And that brings struggles. So to see a church that's willing to, you know, like um, we normally say, be in the hospital there, to be able to love people where they're at and yeah. see them, um, the different groups of people that come in, it was really, really um, helpful in my own walk to see a church be able to do that. Yeah. So... I like that a lot. That's that was good. really good. You know, you can, it's not hard to get behind somebody or a church mm-hmm. or the leadership yeah. that loves people like that. Yeah. yeah. So, I, go ahead, Nick. I, I feel like this is a conversation that could go on it forever. Yeah. And I really, I really love um, all of the points that we've highlighted. And I think the one big point that keeps coming brought up is submission in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wives submit to your husband. You know, the church submits to Christ, children submit to their parents, Um, Mm -hmm. employees submit to their employers. And it's just this beautiful picture of the correct function of things. And um, I I just want to point out, this is just, it keeps getting thrown into my head and I think I need to say it, is it doesn't work if the one who is supposed to be submitting is demanding. Mm. It doesn't go backwards. A waterfall doesn't go up. You know, a waterfall nice. is the high point. That's the I leader, like that. and it feeds the stream below. If the stream is, is, is begging for water, that's not how it works. If the stream is trying to throw water up, that's not how it works. The leader has to go down, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's what everything starts. So if you are in a workplace that is out of whack, if you are in a marriage that is out of whack, if you're in, um, you know, if you've got a poor relationship with your parents or elders or whatever that it is, if it's out of whack, odds are the people that are not submitting i'm sorry the people that should be submitting are not there you go you know or maybe you're the one that's demanding too much and i get the great privilege of working with egomaniacal musicians like myself (laughs) and um musicianship is is something that is you have to let go of yourself to serve (laughs) you know you just got, got to i mean that's like right out of um oh it's for me to live as christ to die as gain yeah Right, and so like you have to die to yourself, and that's a real Christiany term that you know don't don't get caught up in that. But it's like letting go of what you want 
for the betterment of the body or for somebody else. Yeah. And that's yeah. what submission is. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's good stuff. Yeah. I would say, I would echo that. And I'll, I'll just kind of, you know, to finish, like to put a plug, like if you haven't been to CR, mm-hmm. it is fantastic because it's not just for uh, tina said it so well um she she's like you know celebrate recovery if you're like well you know i don't have a i'm not dealing with uh an addiction or um i'm not abusing substances and she's like well change the recovery to sin there you go you know it's like then then think about your life you're like yeah i got sin that i'm struggling with and i need help with and that's the point is celebrate recovery is designed to, to be a community where we can literally be honest and vulnerable mm-hmm. and and to grow. Right. Uh, I would go one step further and say, even if your life is all put together and you're one of those real fortunate people, <laughs> come and be a light to somebody oh, else. Because sure. the guy beside you or the gal beside you or the row in front of you, you yep. might need to minister to them. without yep. it, Maybe just by you being there and them seeing you on Sunday morning, maybe that's all it takes. Yeah. So it's interesting. I know we're trying to... But my dad, right? So he's he's a um, code enforcer for the city of Trenton and where I live, and um, he's a township trustee. Never, he's never. He used to be a Butler County sheriff. He's never been in trouble. So the only addiction side that he thought he seen was in me. But then he he was like, I seen this recovery. I'm gonna go in there, and I'm I feel like I'm gonna be you know called to speak and give my testimony. And well, he started going through these steps of celebrate recovery, and he it unearthed things that he didn't even know he had. And he was like, and you could see like the, the light bulb went off like, Oh, and what's good about that for every person that wants to see it is, um, I know this is probably kind of, I don't know. I'm just gonna say, so when in your own suffering, you can gain compassion for someone else's struggle. So you might not be able to identify with somebody that struggles with, you know, um, heroin but if you smoke cigarettes and you can't get off of that use that as fuel and a compassion to look at that and say okay now i can understand like i have that too Mm -hmm. so i think that's what 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 it brought to him it's like Mm -hmm. ah but it's kind of hard like you know suffering brings compassion which is yeah that's some pretty cool meditation stuff but (laughs) that's good that's actually good good. i mean because it helps me i i I struggle with mercy Mm. that's a struggle of mine and and uh, a ministry like Celebrate Recovery really helps me to understand, uh, w- especially when you can see it mm. and you really live there. It's like, okay, all right. So, but that's on Wednesday nights. I highly recommend CR. Yep. Uh, seven o'clock, if you want to come for dinner, uh, you can come at six, anytime mm. between six and seven, but it starts at seven and there's small groups afterwards. So, fantastic. Every week right here on Wednesday nights, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Yep. So in closing, uh, BJ, I always ask the speaker, um, if there's one thing you wanted somebody to get out of the sermon that God gave you, what would it be? That submission isn't oppressive. It's not beautiful. A prison sentence. It's a way to love like God loves. Um, and that's what we're called to do. Submission should be a beautiful picture um, of how the Trinity that is invisible to most people can be expressed through um, Christians. So, awesome job. Yeah, awesome job. <laughs> All right. Anybody else? No, that's good. Okay, that's good. A great way to end it. Well, yeah. thank you for joining us on the podcast, and for all you listeners at home, thank you so much for listening in. Um, yeah, can't wait to have Bill speak again. That yeah, was good. Yeah, thank it you was guys. good. All right, you guys have a very, very blessed week, and thank you for tuning in and going beyond the road with us.